Shas Illuminated presents the following shear by Rabbi Avraham Shor. Mesechas Sukkah has been dedicated by Mr. and Mrs. Noach Stengel, Le'ili Nishmas Menachem Meir ben Naftali, and Esther Bas David. Sukkah Daftez Zayin. The Gemara is in the middle of discussing the Mishnah that said that if you're Mesachich Ba'aruches Hamita with the posts of a bed, then the Sukkah is Psula. And the Gemara tried to bring a Raya from the Mishnah to the Shita of Rav Ami Bar who said that if you're Mesachich Bivloi Kalim, which means Kalim that used to be Kalim, the Gemara explains Matlonies, She'em Bem Sholosh Al Sholosh, the rags that used to be in the form of a Beged and they got minimized, so now they don't have the shear of Sholosh Al Sholosh. Rav Ami Bar said, says that, that it's no good, because even though now they're not Mechabotumah, but since it came from a Kli, that's the way Rashi explained. So the Gemara says the same thing would hold true with the posts of a bed. Right now it's not a Kli, because it's detached from the bed. Nevertheless, you see from the Mishnah that it's considered Psula, because it came from a bed. The Gemara answered that there's no Raya, because we could be talking about Aruche Samita, which are still in the form of a Kli. What does that mean? The Gemara explained, Aruche Ushtekra Ayim, Bikitzaru Ushtekra Ayim. If one of the crossbars of the bed are intact, together with two of the legs of the bed, then as the Gemara explains later, it's still roi to be used if you put it near a wall and you use rope to create a bed. So that still has a Shem Kli on it, and therefore there's no Raya to the Memra of Rabbi Ami Bar that when you have something that came from a Kli, but now is no longer a Kli at all, that it is Asr to be Mesachich with. Because there's no Raya, it could be what we're talking about this case, which is still considered a Kli. The Gemara brought that Svara of Aruch Ra'im, it was imported from a different place. The Gemara is now discussing that Makar. So it was a Memra that was relating to a Mishnah in Kalim, the Mishnah said, Mita metames chavila umetaheres chavila divre Rebeliezer. Rebeliezer's shita is that a mita, in order for it to become tame, it has to be totally attached. That all the parts have to be together. And metaheres chavila, if you want to be metaheret, you want to be metoivalit in a mikvah, you have to have the entire bed assembled. It has to be together. That's the shita of Rebeliezer. Metames evarim umetaheres evarim. It's possible for it to be mekabal tumah when it's in a state of evarim, which means that the parts are detached. Umetaheres evarim, and it's possible to be toivalit in the mikvah, also in a state of evarim. And the Gemara explains it cannot mean in a regular state of evarim where it's totally disassembled. Because then it wouldn't be mitame, it wouldn't be mitar, it's not a kli. It has to have a shem kli. The Gemara says that we're talking about arucha ushtekra'ayim, ktsar ushtekra'ayim. Now, what's interesting is the sheet of Rebeliezer. Because Rebeliezer, we said, holds that even when it's in a state of arucha ushtekra'ayim, ktsar ushtekra'ayim, it cannot be makabal and also cannot become tahar through the process of tefillah. And at first glance, that would be understood to mean that Rebeliezer holds that when it's in the state of Arucha Ushtekra Ayim, Ktsar Ushtekra Ayim, it also has the halacha as if it was totally dismantled, totally disassembled, and that's why he holds that you cannot be Mitaharet and it can't be Mitkabal in that state. However, it's not much like that from Rashi. Rashi says, In Dibar Maschal Umitaharet Chavila, Im Tmeahi, if it is Tmea, if the bed is Tmea, Ain Tvila Oilala Evarim Evarim, Tvila does not help. Help for it when it's in the state of Evarim Evarim, Elo Misakna Umatbila. Rather, you have to fix it and then be it, which is mashma that even when it's not fully assembled, it's still considered tmeya because Rashi is talking about in that state while it is not fully assembled, and he says that in that state, if it's tmeya, you have to fix it and go be it. And this is difficult to understand because inasmuch as Rebeliezer argues on the Chachamim and holds that it's not Metamis Eivarim and it's not Metaheres Eivarim, so why does it retain its Tumah when it gets to that state? And if you tell me that it does retain its Tumah because it's something that comes from a total Kli and it's a partial Kli so it could retain Tumah even though it cannot receive Tumah, why can't you be it? So the answer to this question is found in the Marshal on Toisviz de Ramaschal Mita Metamis Chavila. The Marshal explains that even Rebelezer, who holds that in order to be Metame the bed, it needs to be fully assembled. 
And the same thing is true, Lugabe being retired the bed. It has to be it has to be complete, it has to be chavila, it has to be fully assembled. Nevertheless, the Mita, when it's in the state of Evarim Evarim, does not lose its Tumah, calls man the das of the person is to reassemble it. Because then we don't see its state of being disassembled as being a bittle of the bed. The bed exists, it's just that it doesn't exist in its complete form. So in order to be Mechabal Tumah, it has to be in its complete form because the only thing that's Mechabal Tumah is a Kli in its Shleimus. And so too, in order to be Metayer it, you can only be Metayer the whole Kli at once. However, the Tumah is still not Pukah, it doesn't leave it fully when you disassemble it in the event that your plan is to reassemble it. Because the concept of a bed is still here, it's just that it's in pieces. If you take a look at the Marshah, in Toysvis, the Bermaschel Ba'arucha, and Daftes Vav Medbez, he takes issue with this Marshal. Take a look at the Marshal and the Kainere Aim, how he answers the question that the Marshal asks on the Marshal. Toysvis brings down a Tesefta that learns the Machloikas of Belezer and the Chachamim entirely differently. The subject matter of their Machloikas is not whether Arucha Ushtekra'ayim could receive Toma or become Tahar. Rather, the question at hand is whether when you have an Arucha that's attached to the Kra'ayim, is that considered a Chibor or not? And what this means is, just like when you have a full bed and you touch part of the bed, the entire bed becomes Tameh, because there's a Chibor between the parts, since they all make up one entity called a bed, what is the din if you have a ruch and you touch part of it? You touch, let's say, the kera. Does the rest of it become tummy? Similarly, they argue, what is the halacha if you take that a ruch and you're toivalit? Do we consider the a ruch as being one entity and therefore the tvila works? Or do we say that in order to be toivel these parts, you can be toivel the parts? And that's not the problem. The problem is though that there's a chtsitsa. Because since they do not function together as one complete entity of a bed, the only way to be metahir the parts is by being metahir and being toivel each part individually. And so if you're toivel the karaim together with the arucha, then there's a chitza because you're not being toivel the full kera by itself. You have to be toivel each part individually. And the attachment of the arucha to those kraayim constitutes a chitza. So Rebbe Lezer, according to Tesefta, holds that it is a chibur. And therefore, number one, if you touch part of it, the entire thing becomes tummy, even though it's not a complete bed. And number two, it's not going to be a chitza legabe, the din of tefillah. Mashiach and Kedachachamim argue, and they hold both of these things are not true. They say that legabe being it, it's not going to be metami the rest of it because it's not a complete bed. And legabe taira, it's going to be considered a chitza. The Gemara brings down the member that we mentioned earlier from Rab Ami Bar that you're not allowed to be misachich with beloy kalim, something that used to be a kli and was minimized from the shear. Like the Gemara explains, Matlani Yeshem Behem Shalosh Al Shalosh. Now Rashi and Tesvav Mebeiz explains that although these things like Matlani Yeshem Behem Shalosh Al Shalosh right now are not Mekabal Tumah, nevertheless, we're geyser. Kivin the mekli asu gazubar abonan. The Rabbanon were geyser. It would seem to mean that we're worried that a person is going to be misachich with a complete kli, not a kli that is lacking the shear. The Taz in Simen Tafresh Chavtes, Sivkat and Beis, where the Shulchan Aruch paskins the din, that Tzchach has to be something that's not Mekabal Tumah, he says it means something that's not Roy Lekabal Tumah. And he says that there is, a, in the Maril, it says the words that you're not allowed to use certain kalim because we're choshish that shema nitmu. Maybe they are tummy. And the Taz says that this is a toy. Some Talmud must have written this a Talmud toya because he was toyla the din, whether it's nitma mamish. In other words, the person who wrote down the maril makes it sound like there's no problem with something that has potential to be makabal tummy. Rather, the problem is being misachich with something that actually is tummy. In the Hagoyis Nesiv Chaim over there, he says there was no Talmud Toya. What the Maril means to say is that you're not allowed to be Mesachech with anything that's Mekabal Toma. However, when you have Shivre Kalim, the things that we're discussing in our sugya, something that was minimized from the Shir, it's no longer a Kli, so it's no longer Mekabal Toma. What's the problem of being Mesachech with it? Over there, the Maril says that the Chashash is Shema Nitmu Ube Maybe they became Tomei already. 
So he says, of course, the regular din of being mesachet with kalim is because you're not allowed to be mesachet with the davar hamakabel tumba. But the iser to be mesachet with shivri kalim is because we're worried that maybe it once became tumbe. Now that still needs to be understood because why do I care? If it's actually tummy or not, if the gzeri is like Rashi says, the afagav the hashda loy mekabli tuma kiven the mekli asu gazubra abonan, which sounds like what it means is that we're worried that somebody's been going to be mesachich with the real kli, so we shouldn't care whether it actually was once mekabel tuma bepoyel or not. The teretz is that there is another hezber in the iser to be mesachich with shivre kalim, and this really appears in the Rambam in Perakei Alocha Beis. The Lashon of the Rambam is, V'chein, im sichicha b'shivrei kelim uvalo yaseihen, if a person is misachich with broken kelim or worn out kelim, psula, hoyel v'hoyu mikablin tumah, since they were mikabal tumah, shema yisachich b'shvarim sh'adayin lo yitiaru. Maybe he'll be misachich with broken kelim that have not yet become tohar. We see from the Rambam that the gzera is not by shivrei kelim that we're worried you're going to be misachich, with a davar hamekabel rather we're worried that you're going to be mesachet with something that was mekabel tumah, and then did not lose its tumah. Adayin loytiaru. Now, theoretically, it is possible to understand b'dasaram that what he means to say is adayin loytiaru. It still hasn't yet left the potential to be mekabel tumah. So we're goyzer like matloni is sheyesh bahen shalosh al shalosh. We're worried that if we allow you to mesach with something that already lost the koyach to mekabel tumah, then you may end up being mesach with something that has the koyach to mekabel tumah. However, that's not really the mashmos of the lashon of the Ramam shadayin loitiru. So it's mashma like the nesiv chaim is saying bedas the maril. That although the iser of being mesachich with a complete kli is that you're not allowed to be mesachich with something that now could be mekabel tumah, even if it's not tummy, nevertheless the iser of mesachich with a shiver kalim is because we're worried that you may not have broken it in such a way that it lost the tumah that was on it. And it sounds like that even though it's an item that cannot be mekabel tumah, but it still didn't lose the tumah that it already had. So it comes out that there are really two chesroines with the Dover Mechabal Tumah. You can't be Mesach with something that potentially could be Mechabal Tumah. And even something that cannot be Mechabal Tumah, but it has Tumah on it, then it also is something that you can't be Mesachich with. And I suppose that that's learned out misvara. If you can't be Mesachich with something based on the fact that it could be Mechabal Tumah, so if it has Tumah Mamish, then of course you can't be Mesachich with it. The Mishnah told us, If somebody digs out the inside of a haystack in order to create a sukkah, it's not a good sukkah. And of course, this is because of the chsarn of Tasev Loimina Asui. He didn't place the schach there as schach. It only became schach because he now went and carved out the inside. The Gemara says, Amrav Huna, Loishanu Ela She'ein Sham Chalal Tefach B'Meshach Shiva. This halacha, that it's not a good sukkah, is only where there is no hollow space, the height of a tefach, B'Meshach Shiva, meaning the area that is a kosher sukkah. Rashi explains that since a halal tefach is always seen as the shear that is called an oyel, we find Legabe Oyel HaMais, that the shear is a halal tefach, so it comes out that the part of the Gaddish that's on top is has a shame schach. That's called schach because it's something that's being mesachich on an oil. Once you have a halal tefach, you have a shame oil, and therefore whatever is on top of it could be called schach. Mimela, it comes out that when you're carving out the inside of the Gaddish, you're not creating the roof to be called schach. It's already called schach. The only thing that you're doing is you're being machshir the defanos. On the defanos, which have to be ten tfachim high, you don't have a chsarn of tasa v'loi There's no din tasa on the defanos, only on the schach. Now one can ask that it's not only the defanis that have to be ten tfachim high. The din ten tfachim is a halacha in the halal hasukah. As you see from the Gemara and Avdalid by Yosegavoya Yud Tfachim, if the sukkah was ten Tfachim high, but there are branches that are going down, Lusoich Yud, so the Gemara says that there's a problem of Diris Rucha. And the Briskarov has a very lengthy discussion about this, how the din of Diris Rucha is a halacha in the halal of the sukkah, not a din in the fanis. In which case, we have to figure out why does Rashi say that the only thing you're being machshir, al yudei being choytit begodish, is the defanis. And not the sukkah. The sukkah also has to be ten tfachim inside. The halala sukkah needs ten tfachim. The teretz is very simple. 
because inasmuch as he's being machshir the halal hasukkah al yidei being chotid begadish, that's not tasev loymen haosui because that he's doing biadayim. He's carving out the halal hasukkah. He's creating it with his hands to be a height of ten tefachim. It's only the defanis and the schach that we have to discuss that it happens memela. So as far as the schach is concerned, he didn't make the schach al yidei chatita because it already had a halal tefach. And as far as the defanis are concerned, Rashi says there's no din tase legabe the defanis. Now Rashi in Divar Maschal Avalam Yesh says that if you have a halal tefach, nimtza shem schach al oisay godish, the godish on top of the halal tefach has a shem schach, when you carve out the inside from the bottom upward, that is not the Asiyah So from Rashi you see that the Chatita goes from the bottom up. The Taisus Rid is Medayik this Rashi, and he says he doesn't agree with him. Because he says, you see from Rashi that the Chalal Tefach is all the way on the bottom of the Gaddish. And when he's being choited, he's taking out the hay from the bottom of the Gaddish all the way till the top. He says in such a case it can't be kosher. Because you no longer have the part of the Gaddish that was put there, L'Shem Tzel. You got rid of what was, whatever was on top of the Chalal Tefach. And all you're left with is the Umrim, the bundles that were put all the way on the top. And that was not put there L'Shem Tzel. Because it wasn't being Mesachich over a Chalal Tefach. That was put there L'Yabish just to dry them out. So therefore, he learns the exact opposite. He says that what happened was you put a Gaddish there and all of the Tvua that you put there was in order to dry it out. However, all the way at the top of the Gaddish, you left a Halal Tefach and on top of that Halal Tefach, you put one more layer of hay and that was put there L'Shem Tzel because it was being Mesachich on top of a Halal Tefach. Then you went and carved out Milmala Lamata. Not Milmata Lamala like Rashi says, but Milmala Lamata from the top down. So in such a case, he says it's exactly like a sukkah that was not big enough and you were Chalkek Aguma, like the Gemara says earlier, in order to be Mashlamit Lasara. The Ran, however, does not learn Rashi the way the Tzitzit Rid learns Rashi. He says, Venirim Elishoinoi. From Rashi's Lushin, it would appear, Dahani Mili, Kichotitle Milmata Lamala, that it only works if you carve out Milmata Lamala from the bottom up, to Mishayer Le Lishach Kamoishahu. You leave the Schach the way that it is. Vichotit Lamata Bikarka Hasukkah. The carving out is taking place underneath the Chalal Tefach. And not above it the way the Tesis Rid understands. He says, Avalim chotat lamala psula. Deschach de meikara lesseba oilim. Because the schach that you originally have is no longer here. Uschach tahashta is pemishum tasbalim in osui. He says, if you were to do it the other way, the way the Tesis Rid understood Rashi, not only does he say you have a problem because that top schach was not put there to shame tzel, he says that was never being mesachich on a oil tefach. And therefore, you would have the problem of Tasev Loimena Asui with regards to that schach. Not just a problem that it wasn't put there at L'Shem Tzel. Then the Rando says, Shari. Some would be matter in this case, in the case that the Tosis uh, is attributing to Rashi. Mishum the called the Bahadi Schacha, Afilu Since on the bottom you have a Chalal Tefach, it's true that those pieces that you put all the way on top didn't have a halal tefach underneath them, but we view the entire area that's filled up with the hay as being one large schach. Even though it's very thick, that all is considered schach, and that schach has a halal tefach underneath it. So there is no problem of the top layer, because the top layer was always considered a chaluk of your schach that was being mesachich on top of an oil tefach. Another issue that needs to be clarified here is what was the person's original intention when he put the Gaddish down on the ground. The Ritva learns that we need to be talking about a case where the person put the Gaddish there at L'Shem Tzel. Similarly, the Taisis Rid that we mentioned clearly learns that you put it there on top of the Halal Tefach L'Shem Tzel. Because that's his whole problem with the way that Rashi's learning. He says that the Schach that's on top of the Gaddish, since Rashi, according to his understanding, is talking about where the Halal Tefach was on the bottom, so he says that this Schach all the way on top was not put to L'Shem Tzel. So he learns that the only way that it could be kosher is the original intention was to put the Gaddish here, or at least the part that's on top of the Halal Tefach, L'Shem Tzel.
However, Rashi's Lashin is not mashma that you put anything there L'shem Tzel. It's just mashma that you have a Halal Tefach and it has a Shem Oil. And the Svasemis asks on Rashi, and this is the way the Ritva also learns with Das Rashi, why is it that you don't need to put it there L'shem Tzel? The Ritva says that Rashi's Lashin is not Mechuvar B'zeh Devade Kol Shaloi Hinicha Metchila L'shem Tzel Eina Klum Misha Maisa Shiyasa Arakach. Whatever you do later is not going to help because it has to be made L'shem Tzel L'chatchila. However, if you take a look at the Lushen of the Rif, the Rif says, Im yesh shom halal tefach b'meshech shiva, if there was a halal tefach v'chotat l'shem sukkah, harezu sukkah. The Bira Lachen, Simitof Reish Lamed Hei, the Ramaschul v'chotat, asks that l'chayra, you only need l'chatchila, that it should be l'shem tzel. Afterwards, when you're chotet, it doesn't need to be l'shem sukkah. Because, like Rashi says, all you're doing later is defanis. The Sfasema says that you have to say with Asarif that you do not need the original halal tefach to be made l'shem tzel. As long as you made an oihel l'chatchila, it helps later to be choytet l'shem tzel. And there's no problem of tasa v'loy because the asiya, all we need for the asiya, the original asiya, is that it was made as a schach on top of an oihel. So it comes out that there are two tenoim in the kashas of a sukkah. One tonight is that the schach has to be made l'shem tzel, but that is possible to achieve through the means of chatita. There's no problem of tasev loymeno osay legabe that quality that the schach has to have, that it has to be l'shem tzel. The other tonight is that it has to be schach on top of an oil. If there was a halal tefach, then it's enough to give it the shame schach, but legabe that, it has to be done, not minha osay. So this makes the sugya a lot more comfortable because you don't find any mention in the Gemara of the fact that the person, when he put the Gaddish down originally, his intention was that it should be there L'shem Tzel. So even though that is the position of the Ritva, as we mentioned, but Rashi has good reason to assume that it's not that way. Now the Shita of the Rambam seems to be the exact opposite of Shita's Rashi. The Lashon of the Rambam in Perakei, Allah is, Avo me'eleha, the reason why a sukkah that was nasas meleh psula is because it was not made l'tzel. The Rambam learns that the whole problem of choytet begadish is that it wasn't made l'shem tzel. Now the Biralacha in Simitof Reish Lamed Hey, the Barmaschal Avol Sukkah asks, he says that Loshen is very dochik because it's for sure that even if the person had kavana when he made the gadish, that he's going to later on be choytet and he's going to make it into a sukkah, it's also possible because he didn't do a maise in the schach. Now he does bring down a balamur that says that if you put down the gadish chachil l'shem tzel, almanas to be choytet afterwards, then it would be ksheira. However, the Biralacha says that all the Paiskim argue on this, so he doesn't want to learn that that's Pshat in the Rambam. So the Emek Bracha explains in Nishitas Rambam that although a sukkah that was Nasus Me'eleha is a problem of Tasev Loimeno Asui, nevertheless, a person who's Choytet Begadish, that's not called that it was Nasus Me'eleha, because by carving out the inside of the Gadish, that is called an Asiya. As far as the Din of Tasa, there is no problem. The problem is only that he didn't do a Maise to the Gufas Chach, and therefore it's not considered Nasa L'Tzel. And that's why the Lashon of the Rambam is that it's possible because it was Loi Nasa L'Tzel. So it comes out, according to his explanation, in Shitz Rambam, the exact opposite of what we just explained with Shittas Rashi. Whereas in Shittas Rashi we explained that to achieve the quality of L'Shem Tzel, the Chatita is good. It's enough to just be chaytet the inside, and that will give the schach l'shem tzel, and you do not need it to be nasa al yidei a ma'isa with the gufa schach l'shem tzel. And it's only the quality of the schach that it's being mesachech on top of an oil. That's what has to be done through a ma'isa and cannot be nasas me'eleha. The Rambam l'fiyah emek brach holds the exact opposite. The fact that it has to be on top of an oil, it has to be mesachech on top of something, it's enough to be choytet, the inside, to give it a dinasiya. The fact that it has to be l'shem tzel, that's what you need a maise al yidei b'nei adam for, and that's why you have to originally put it there, l'shem tzel. A similar discussion is had between the Paiskim regarding the din that you're not supposed to put the schach before the defanis. The Ramah says this that you're not supposed to make the schach before constructing the defanis. The Bach says that from the Levushitz Mashma that this is even a And the Makar is from this din of Tasav Loimina Asi. Says the Bach 
how can you bring a raya from the din of Tasvalam and Asi, the din of Chaitit Begadish? By Chaitit Begadish, you didn't even put the Tvua there, or the hay there, Lushem Schach. And therefore, the Psul is because Tasvalam and Asi, because you put something there that wasn't considered Schach at all. But if a person puts schach, that has a shame schach, and it's there in order to be misachach, and he puts the defanis later, then it shouldn't be possible to have it. Says this Fasemis, this isn't true. You see from the Ran and the Ritva that the person who made the Gaddish did the whole thing with shame tzel. As we mentioned, the Ritva Shita is that when you put it there originally, you put it there for tzel. And the raya is that if you didn't put it there l'shem tzel, then even when you have a halal tefach, it would still be puzzle. So obviously you put it there l'shem tzel. And even so, there's a problem when you're choytit begadish, if there was no halal tefach l'chatchila. So he doesn't understand the Bach's taina. Of course, the way that we explain shitas rashi, the Bach makes a lot of sense. Because according to shitas rashi, you don't need the gadish to have been put there l'shem tzel. Now it happens to be that the Bach is medayik from the Lushan of Rashi later on on our Amud that he holds that it would be kosher if you were to put the fanis after the schach is there. Because the Mishnah says, HaMeshalshel defanis milmalo lamata If a person takes a mat in Machzelis and he creates walls, milmalo lamata from on top of the sukkah going downward, in Gavayim and Aretz, Shloshetvachim, Psula. Rashi in Dibar Maschim Malal Lamata says Shehischel Laroig Hamechitza he started to weave the Mechitza Eitzel Haschach VeOiri Gubah Klape Mata says the Bach Eitzel Haschach sounds like the Schach already exists there's already Schach there and then he starts making the Tzfanis and it's before that the only reason why it's no good is if it's above the Aritz Shloshet Tzfachim without that problem it's kosher even though you started making the Tzfanis after the Schach was already there the Taz says that there's not such a riot because the Kavana doesn't have to mean Eitzel Aschach that there's already Schach there Mamish it means Eitzel the Makam of the Schach I'll call upon him the Bach holds that there is a dick from the Rashi and according to what we're saying Rashi is Lashitase because according to the way we explained Rashi the Gaddish was not put there Lashem Tzel and nevertheless the, the Fanis are coming after the Schach and it's kosher, at least in the case where you had a halal tefach. So you see that Rashi Shita is, like the Bach says, there is a raya from Kreutet Begadish, that it's kosher b'diyeved if you put the tefanis there after the schach. Masha'en kein, this Fasemis' taina is true according to the other Ishoinim, like the Ritva and the Taisus Rit and the Ran who hold that there has to be a schach that was placed there l'chatchila l'shem tzel. In the Mishnah we learn about a machlekes, the Tanakama and Rabbi Yoisi. The Tanakama Shita is that there's a chilik between Mishal Shaldefanes Milmala Lamata and Mishal Shaldefanes Milmata Lamala. If you're Mishal Shaldefanes, a person starts weaving a wall starting from the Makam Haschach and going downward, so over there we say that if there's a space of three Tfachim between the wall and the Karka, it's no good because it's a Mechitza Shagdim Boikimbo. Masha'enkein, if he starts milmata lamala im gavoya sartvachim, then it's ksheira, even if there's a large space between the wall and the schach, it's still ksheira, as we will explain later. Rabbi is not mechalik between milmata lamala and milmala lamata. The Gemara explains that the Yisoyim Achloikis is do we say a mechitza tluya materes or mechitza tluya ena materes? Now, the question is if you hold that mechitza tluya ena materes, then when do we ever apply the principle of good aches? We know there's a lachlomashmisinai, just like there's a lachlomashmisinai called good asik, that if you have a wall which is 10 tfachim high, then we view it as if the wall continues to extend upwards. And according to some Rishonim, that's the Hezber, and why in our Mishnah, according to the Tanakama as well, milmata lamala, it's kshera, even when you have a large space. So too, there's a rule called good aches, that when you have a wall that's 10 tfachim high, then we look at it as if the wall extends downward. And that would seem to be the reason for Rabbi Yaisiu, who doesn't care that it's Mechitz Shagdi and Baikimba, because he says that we have a, a rule called Good Aches Mechitzta. So if you hold that Mechitz Tluya is not Materis because of the reason Gdi and Baikim, then when do we ever say Good Aches? This is a kasha that the Pnei Yeshua asks over here in our sugya. And interestingly enough, he says that the only time we really ever apply, according to this Mandiyamar, the principle called good achis is in a case like pi tikra yoyed visoisim. There's a din that if the edge of a tikra, which means a ceiling, is exposed, then we view it as if the pi tikra is yoyed visoisim and closes up the rishus. 
over there, since we're not looking at it as a full mechitza, then we don't have to worry about the fact that it's a mechitza shagdi and boikimba. So it comes out that since it's less of a mechitza, we don't worry about gdi and boikimba. Masha'enkin, if you have a real mechitza, then we do have a problem of gdi and boikimba, and we are not machshirt based on the principle called good achis. And this is a little uncomfortable because in as much as we have a problem that Gideon are boikimba and cannot give something to Dinah Mechitza, then why would we allow that to be true by Pitikra? Now the Archliner also asks this question. He says, when do we ever have the rule called good aches? And he says a very simple answer. He says, imagine that you have a Mechitza that begins from the ground and goes up nine Tfachim, less than ten Tfachim. Right now you don't have a kosher Mechitza yet. After that, you also have another ten tfachim of avir, of space. And on top of the ten tfachim of avir, you have another mechitza that is ten tfachim high. So again, it starts with a mechitza that's less than ten tfachim. You have a space that's ten tfachim. And then on top of that, a mechitza that is ten tfachim high. The mechitza over here is not a mechitza shagdi and baikimba because in order for it to be considered mechitza shagdi and baikimba, you need to have three tfachim next to the ground that the gdim could walk through. So it's not a mechitza that could be broken through by gdim. Nevertheless, if you don't have the good achis based on the mechitza that's all the way on top, then there's a problem because your bottom mechitza is not ten tfachim high, so it's not kosher. You apply the principle of good achis to say that it's considered like it's fully closed up. The Sfasemis also asks the question, and he says that the din that mechitza tluya enematers is only a din drabonin. So midai raisa good aches is a rule that's applied even if you have mechitza shagdi and boikimba. But the rabbanon came along and said that we don't allow for mechitza tluya to be materes. Now, though we do find the principle of good aches being applied in the Mishnah Mikvois, Perek Vav, Ligabe, two people that were toivl in a mikvah, that was exactly our Sa, and one of them took water out with him. And over there it says that if his feet are touching the water, then it's considered like the mikvah is shalim because of the din called good aches. So why do these achreinim have to resort to their terutzim? We have a fairish application of the din of good aches where it's not negem mechitz shagdim boikimba. The teretz is because the Gemara in Chagiga says befairish that that din in the Mishnah Mikvah is only true legabe a special type of tefillah which is a milo drabanan, meaning that if a person is tummy midiraisa and he needs to be toivel on a din dairaisa, then the tefillah doesn't help him. So the good aches is not a real good aches. Now concerning the din of the Mishnah, that if you're Mishashal Defanes Mulmata Lamala, even though the Mechitza does not reach the Schach, there could be a large space in between the Mechitza and your Schach, it's still kosher. There is a difference of opinion in the Rishonim why that may be true. The Ritva and the Meiri say because of the din called Good Asik. We say that the Mechitza extends itself upwards and it's considered as if it reaches all the way till the Schach. However, the Pnei Yeshua points out that that does not help according to the Shita of the Ran. Back on the Dalar Amabez, we saw there was a machloikas between Rava and Abaya in a case where you built a sukkah that was Gavoya Me'esrim Ame. It was too high. But in the middle of the sukkah, you built an Amud, Shu Gavoya Asar Tfachim. So Abaya says, if there's enough area on top of this Amud, then it's kosher because we say, good Asik Mechitzta. We look at it like the Mechitzas on the side of the Amud extend upwards. And therefore, it's considered like you have a kosher sukkah on top of the Amud, because it's covered with schach. Rava says, Good asik is not going to help you over here, because you need mechitzes nikares. Now, there's machleks we showed him how to understand shitas Rava over there. One way to understand is that he means it only by something like an Amud, where there are no mechitzes nikares at all. Because the side of the Amud, the surfaces that surround the Amud, were never made as mechitzes. Rather, they were made as a part of the Amud. Masha'enken, if you were to have, let's say, a sukkah on top of a gag, like the Gemara discusses over there, and you would place poles on the corners of the gag, then we would say that the mechitzes of the, of the house underneath the gag extend themselves upwards. So it's not like Rava never says good asik by sukkah. He only says it in the case of an Amud because that's not called mechitzes nikaris. And that is the mashmos of toys over there, daftal and Rebezin. That's the shita of the Rebbeinu Shvira going that's brought down by the Rosh in Simen Vav in our parak. A second opinion, and this is the shita of Rav Rishonim over there. 
is that even on the Svasagag, Rava would not say the rule of good Asik because the Sukkah itself has to have Mechitzas Nikaris. It's not that he means to differentiate between an Amud, which the actual Mechitzas are not Nikaris, and a Gag, where the actual Mechitzas for the place that they're being Makif are Nikaris. Rather, he means to be Mechalik, between halacha like Erevin and Shabbos, where mechitzas help even though they're not nikares, and a case of sukkah where you need to have mechitzas that are nikares for the sukkah itself. So mechitzas that are strictly built on good asik are not going to help you for your sukkah. And this is for the simple reason that the mechitzas, the function of mechitzas, the gabe Hilchas Shabbos, is in order to be choitze, in order to be mafsik between rishuyos. So you don't need to have a mechitzah that's nicker on the inside. Mashenkin sukkah, the function of the mechitzah is to be makif a place and to have it be enclosed and be considered a mokam unto itself. Not as a hefzik from the outside, but rather that this place should feel mukif alidei mechitzis. And if you don't have mechitzis nikaris, it doesn't feel mukif. Now, even according to these shitas, it's possible to learn our Mishnah that since we do have mechitzas nikaris, because there are ten tfachim of mechitza for the sukkah itself, it's not just built on good asik. Therefore, it helps you to make it be considered the finest magias l'schach alidei the rule of good asik. So that would work according to. This second opinion as well. However, there's a third opinion over there on Davdalid, and that is that Shita of Rava, who says, is that although the rule of good Asik helps me, Legabe Shabbos, but Legabe Sukkah, we do not accept good Asik at all. You need to have Mechitzes Nikaris, period. There's no way to use Mechitzes of good Asik. So according to the Ran, says the Pnei Yeshua, we need to understand how do you learn our Mishnah? Why is it that our Mishnah allows for mechitzas that are ten tefachim high? Why is it okay if they're not magiyas l'schach? Says the Pnei Yeshua, there's another principle at work. Not good asik, rather the din called chavoit rami. Which means we view the schach as if it is lowered down. Since it's being besachich on top of these mechitzes, we view it as if it's completely lowered down onto those mechitzes. So those are two opinions how to understand why when the Tfanas are not Magis L'schach, it's kosher. According to the Ritvan Me'iri, we look at it like the walk goes up, and according to the Pnei Yeshua, Rabbi Kivegar also mentions Chavayit Rami, we look at it like the schach is lowered down. There's a third shita, how to understand why the fun is, Einer Magis L'schach, it works, and that is in the Shalos Tshuva's Radvaz, Chelikches, Simen Ein Vav, he says, we don't have to apply any Allah Lomish B'Sinai, not good Asik and not Chavot Rami, because he says that as long as you have a Mokim, which is Mukif with Mechitzes, and that Mokim is also covered with Schach, it's a Kosher Sukkah. A Sukkah has two Tanoim, and you fulfilled both Tanoim. Who says that the Defanis Bechlal have to be Magis L'schach? So we have a very fundamental machloikis, understanding what the gather is when we say that the schach has to be mesachach. According to the Rishonim that we mentioned and according to the Pnei Yeshua, it comes out that the schach has to be mesachach on the defanis. Masha'en Kain, according to the Radvaz, the schach has to be mesachach on the mokim. The mokim also has to be mukif with defanis. But there's no halacha that the schach has to be touching the defanis. It doesn't have to be on the defanis. It just has to be mesachach over the mokim. Now there's a big nafkamina between the way the Radvaz is learning and the way the other Rishonim are learning. And this the Radvaz actually mentions himself. There's a machloikis, ligabe, the halacha, as to what happens if the defanis are not magias l'schach, they're ten tefachim high, and they're much lower than the schach, and also they are not the width of the schach, they're a little bit wider than the schach, so that they're within shloisha tefachim, of where the roichav of the schach starts. The tour says that this is kosher. And the Bach says that he is medayik from the round that this wouldn't be kosher. And the reason is because we do not say two halachis, two halachlamash b'sinais. In other words, what you would have to do is first extend the, the walls upwards using the rule called good asik. And then after you do that, you also have to apply the principle of lavud, saying that those walls which extend themselves upward are mechuber to the schach, which is within three tfachim of where the walls go up. 
Says the Radvaz, you don't have to use two halachas. The fact that it's mutter when it's lower than the schach is not because of good asik. It's because you have ten tfachim kosher mechitzes. That's all you need. The makam is mukah with ten tfachim kosher mechitzes. So as long as it's in three tfachim of where the schach is, it's okay because he says you do say lovud over there, but that's not using lovud and good asik. Masha'en Kane, the Bach who says that it's no good, and there are other Rishonim that the Radvaz brings down that are not machshir, and that's because they understand that the way that it works is like we mentioned, because of good asik. It's not like the Radvaz understands that the mukav is mukav with ten tzvachim mechitzis. Rather, you have to allow those mechitzis to extend themselves upwards, and then you're applying two principles. There's good asik, let him go upwards, and then sideways you're using lavud. The Gemara has a whole discussion about mechitzah tzluya. And the Gemara explains that Rabbi Yaisi in our sugya holds that mechitzah tzluya works by sukkah. The Gemara then attempts to say that Rabbi Yossi is the same shita as Rabbi Yehuda, legabe the din of bar shabain shteichatzeris, whether you can be mamalum imeno b'shabbos or not. According to Rabbi Yehuda, since there is a mechitza on top, there's no problem to take mayim out of the bar, and we don't have to worry that maybe the bar came from the other chotzer. The Gemara then says that there's a difference between Rabbi Yehuda and Rabbi Yossi. Loy Rabbi Yehuda sarvalak Rabbi Yossi, v'loy Rabbi Yossi sarvalak Rabbi Yehuda. Rabbi Yehuda is only matir by Ruvich Hatzeris, which is the Rabbanan, but Sukkah, he wouldn't be matir because it's the Raisa. And Rabbi Yossi, says the Gemara, perhaps only says it by Sukkah, which is a mitzvah saseh. But Shabbos, since the Iker of Shabbos is Isr Skila, he wouldn't be matir, even though Ruvich Hatzeris is only the Rabbanan. Says the Gemara, if that's true, then the Maisa Shenasa Bitsipuri, Alpi Minasis, Loy Alpi Rabbi Yossi, El Alpi Rabbi Rabbi What was the Maisa? The Gemara explains that there was once a case in which they forgot a Sefer Torah on Erev Shabbos. So the next day what they did was they brought the Sefer Torah using Sadin and using sheets that were hanging al Gabi Amudim, which was a Mechitza Teluya. Now when the Gemara quotes the story, the Gemara says that what they did was they were Pirsu Sadin and al Gabi Amudim Veviu Sefer Torah. The Gemara says, Pirsu Salkadaitach, how could they have been Pirsu? Mehechan Heviyum B'Shabbos, how could they have spread them on Shabbos? Elamatsu Sadin and Prusim al Gabi Amudim. Now, why was it that the Gemara felt that it's a Dover Pashit, that they were not allowed to be Pirsu on Shabbos? Rashi explains, because there's an Israel Tzah. You cannot go and be Machdas and Moitzi, those Sadinim. However, Rashi says, don't make the mistake of thinking that the reason why the Gemara says it's a Dover Pashit, that they couldn't be Pirsu Sadinim, Al-Gabi Amudin, is because of the Isser of making an Oihel on Shabbos. That is not the problem, says Rashi. Because, and this is the Shita of Rashi over here, and in Shabbos, the only time you have an Isser of making an Oihel Arai on Shabbos is when you make a Gag. If you have a Mechitza below Gag, Lav Oihelhu. Such a Mechitza is not Usser to spread on Shabbos. Rashi brings a Gemara in Erev and Perikol Gages where Shmuel said, Negiduli Glima. Take my talis and spread it that it should service as a Mechitza. There, there was a wall that fell down and there was a need for a Mechitza. Toysfis argues on the Shittas Rashi. Toysfis' Shita is that as long as the Mechitza is functioning as a Mechitza Hamateres, it does something halachically, then it's Usr Midin Asiyas Oil, even though it's Menatzad, even though it's not a Gag. If the area is already Mutter, it already has three Mechitzas, let's say, and you're adding a fourth Mechitza, that Toysfis agrees is only called Tesefis Oil and is not Usr. Now the Pnei Yeshua discusses the Machloikis Rashi and Toysvis, and he wants to know, What exactly is the Machloikis Rashi and Toysvis? And he adds, Let's say that on the side is not called an oil. Rashi says that on the side, that's only considered a Mechitza, that's not an oil, and an oil is only on the top. Nevertheless, Shaykh be Isr Binyan. The oil gufa leashkan la dava malacha with neatsme. It's not as if there's a special malacha called Asiyas oil. And we have to discuss is making a machitza on the side considered an oil or not. The Iker malacha that we're discussing is really malacha's binyan. So, Baina, you do have a machitza. Machitza is considered, if it's kavua, it's considered a, mechi- a binyan. Says the Pnei Shul Nira, the Iker Kavonis Rashi, B'masha Kosev, B'kamaduchti, the fact that Rashi says in a number of places, the Mechitza B'loi Gag is not considered an Oihel, Hainu Mishum, the Iker Achilak, Shebein Binyan L'Oihel, the main chiluk between a binyan and an oil is that the Lashen binyan is Shaykh B'binyan Kavua, Shemiskaim L'Yamim Rabib. A binyan denotes a permanent 
structure that's meant to stay. When we use the word oil, we were usually referring to something that is a temporary structure. Ella says the Pnei even so, when you make an oil, although an oil, generally speaking, is a temporary structure, it's nevertheless a tolda of boine because derech oil bekach. It's the normal thing to create an oil as a temporary structure, and that is a tolda of boine because it also is a form of building. Continues the Pnei Shua and he says that there's another chilik between oil and binyan. Loshin oil is milamala. Shemahil al ha'adam. The concept of being mahil on a person is something you only have on top. The ikrasi of the oil is to protect the person from on top. Masha'en came binyan. The ikr binyan is the mechitzis. Therefore, says the Pnei Shua, Rashi makes a lot of sense. Because to spread a mechitz on the side and have it function as mechitza, even though it's only a mechitza's aray, is not a tolda of boine. Because even though it's a mechitza, but it's not here to stay, it's not done as dover kavua, so it doesn't have anything that's similar to boine. When you have something on top, so then, although it's not here to stay, but we said, derech oil is to be a temporary thing, but the derech of an oil is to be on top. But if it's on the side, you do not have neither the similarity to Boina in terms of its permanence, because it's not here to stay, nor do you have its similarity to Boina in terms of its being an oyo, because it's not on the top. And we said the only thing that's the derech to be created as a temporary structure is an oyo, which is mahil on the top. Masha'enkein, when you do have something spread on the top, that's similar enough to an oil, which Iker Asiyosei is derech arai, and then it is considered like a binyan. So that's how he explains Shittas Rashi and answers various questions that are raised in Shittas Rashi. Toysus, on the other hand, does not make this distinction. Toysus holds that inasmuch as an oil arai is considered a binyan, so it's similar enough to Malechah's boyne when it's arai, then we don't care if you make a mechitza that's temporary or you make an oil that's temporary. Both of them are considered similar enough to Malechah's boyne. The Gemara had asked the question that how were they able to bring Sadinim? Like Rashi says, there's a Meleches Hoytzah. The Archlener asks that there are Paiskim brought down in Simon Shin Zayin Sefei that hold that Amir La'akum is Mutter L'Tzarech Mitzvah. So why can't the Gemara say that the way that they brought the Sadinim was by bringing a guy? Answers Dark Lanair that if they really believed, like those Shittas, that Amir La'akam is Mutter L'Tzarech Mitzvah, then they wouldn't have to bring Sadinim in the first place. They could just tell a guy to carry the Sefer Torah. Based on this, proves the Arch Lanair that it's not considered a Bezoyan to have a guy move a Sefer Torah. Because if it would be considered a Bezoyan, then you can't give the terrace that he just gave. And then we're back with the question, why don't we say that they brought the Sadinim Aideh Goy? Must be, says Dark Lanair, you're allowed to move it al yidei agoy. You can move it, say, for toy al yidei agoy, it's not considered bizarian. Being that that's the case, you can never say that the reason why they brought sadinim was through a goy, because then they wouldn't need the sadinim in the first place. They'll be able to use a goy to move the safer Torah. Must be, says the Dark Lanair, they didn't even have a goy available. The Gemara says, You can have a machzeles that's arba'a umashahu, even though you need 10 tefachim of, of mechitza. Nevertheless, there's a way to create a 10 tefach mechitza using a machzeles that's four tefachim and a mashu. How so? Says the Gemara, you take it and hang it be'emtza. Less than three tfachim from the ground. So now it's considered, when you combine the less than three tfachim plus the arbo umashahu from the bottom of the ground, that's like you have already seven tfachim. And you hang it less than tfachim from the top, from the schach, and that's also lavud. So you basically have lavud on the bottom, lavud on the top, and it's considered ten tfachim. The Avninezer in Erechaim, Simit Tafsamachay, asks, why do you need a machzeles arbo umashahu? Why can't you just use a machzeles made out of two tfachim and a mashahu? And if you take a machzeles, two tfachim and a mashahu, put it less than three tfachim from the ground, then combined you'll have five tfachim plus. And if you have five tfachim plus, you have roiv of the ten tefach mechitze. And we know that there's a rule called oimed merubah ala paritz. When it comes to creating mechitzes around the rishus, we know if you have roiv of what you need for the mechitzes, it's enough. So why don't we use the principle called oimed merubah ala paritz and suffice with five plus tfachim to create a kosher wall? 
And we know that earlier in Davav, the Gemara used this principle of Oymim Rubal to be machshir, the length of a wall, if it is only four plus Tfachim. So you have Roiv of a kosher doifin, because you need to have seven tfachim of a kaisel, and we know that it's kosher because you have roiv, and that's oimim rubala paritz. So if we're able to use oimim rubala paritz, legabe the oirich of a wall, why can't we use it legabe the height of a wall? Rishmul Rizovsky is mechalik between goiva and oirich, the height of the wall and the length of the wall. Goiva has a shear. The shear is ten tvachim. That shear is a shear that's said in the etzem doifin. It's a shear that's said in Hilchas doifin. A doifin must be ten tvachim high. However, the shear of seven tvachim that we use on davav is not a shear that's really said in the doifin. That's a shear in the size of a sukkah. A sukkah needs to be seven tfachim long, and it happens to be that the sukkah needs to be mukef with mechitzes. An area that needs to be a certain size. If you have oymim rubal aparitz, then we say that that area is considered like it's mukif. Since the shear was not said in the actual doifin, it's only said in the makim, we employ the principle called oymim rubal aparitz to say that it's considered like it's mukif. Masha'en came in the doifin, the height of the doifin, we have a shear, and you cannot use Rave of that shear in order to be machshirit because this din is that in order to be considered a doifin it has to be a height of ten tfachim there was a shear that was said in the actual wall on the din that the Gemara just said that machzel sarbo o mashahu works because you say lovid on the bottom and lovid on the top the Gemara asks pshita we know about lovid so what's the chiddush the Gemara answers maudetema chad lovid amrinon tre lovid le amrinon I may think that you only say one lovid and not twice lovid the Gemara says, Kamash Balan, that you say, Trey love it as well. Toisvis in the Ramaschel, Mauritema asks, that Vitema, the Hanami Milsir Pshitahi, we already have, and Davzayan Amidalf, it says that you could take a Kana, Kana Pachas Mishloisha, works as a Doifin, just like it works by Shabbos. If you take a Kana and you stick it in the ground, and next to that, close to, uh, closer than three Tvachim away, it's, you put another Kana and so forth, so it works as a Mechitza. So you see that you say more than one Lovud. The Archliner gives a very interesting Teretz to Taisus's Kasha. The Archliner says that there are really two Dinim in Lovud. Number one, there's a Lach in Lovud that says that the area that's in between the part that's mukaf with the mechitzes, the part that is avir, is considered like it's sasim. That's one Allah in lovud. We done it as if there is no avir there. Number two, says the Aruch Liner, we also know that that part is considered as if it has a mechitza and it was mashlam to the sheer mechitza. The first Allah says that there's no avir bothering us. The second Allah says that we're mitzarif, that closed part that was closed al yidei lovud to the sheer mechitza. Now, if we would only have the source on Dav Zayin that says that Kana Kana Pachas Mishloisha works as a doifin, I would say perhaps that all we see from there is that you don't get bothered by the Avr that's in between the Kanim. Because perhaps we're talking about a case where if you're Mitzarif, the shear of each one of those Kanim, together you have enough of a Kashris of a wall. In which case, the only Kiddush that we see from that Gemara is that the Aver in between those Kanim doesn't bother us. How do we know that you can use Lovud to be Machshir a Doifen and to give you the Shear that you need for a Doifen? And even though there are Makaris that you do say that, but not in the form of Trey Lovud, you find Lemashal and Davav that we use Lovud to be Machshir a Machitza. But this Gemara shows us that we can use Trey Lovud to be considered like it's not only closed up, but we were Mitzarif, the part that's closed up to the Shir Machitza. That's why you need our Gemara. You have been listening to the Shiurim of Shas Illuminated. Shas Illuminated is a non-profit organization dedicated to broadening the learning of those studying the Daf worldwide. If you would like to make a donation or to dedicate a daf or masechta, please visit our website at shasilluminated.org or call 203-312-SHAS. You can also email us at shasilluminated at gmail.com.